Welcome to the Tokenomics DAO podcast, where we explore everything tokenomics related, ranging from deep dives on the tokenomics of the newest protocol to demystifying the nuance of building a successful token ecosystem. Our goal is to bring awareness to the importance of tokenomics and the crucial role it plays in defining the success of a protocol, helping make tokenomics relevant for everyone, builders and investors alike. I'm your host, Flo, joined by my co-hosts, Jason and or Lovis. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Um, on this episode of the Tokenomics podcast, Flo and I uh, talk about the differences that we see between tokens and shares. So it's something that uh, we've been interested about and discussed a lot offline, and we decided to bring um, the conversation online so that everyone can take part and tell us whether we're right or wrong <laughs> in what we're thinking. So in the episode, we discussed um, the regulatory differences between the two, the barrier of entry differences between the two, um, the, the role that liquidity plays uh, both for tokens and for shares. And yeah, overall, um, we see that there are a lot of similarities, but at the end, I think the conclusion is that uh, tokens give us an exciting avenue into how capital can get deployed uh, going forward. So hope you listen in, have fun, and uh, yeah, join in the conversation. We do tokenomics, and I was always wondering, like, or I, I like to compare it, or I like to think of this comparison, what's the difference between token and shares? And I guess like we had a few conversations about it. And yeah, I think like today we'd like to explore the nuances of this, the differences between um, shares and tokens and how maybe one is better than the other and what we can maybe learn from from shares or from tokens on both sides of the game. Um, yeah. So I think it mostly revolves around this idea that, at least in my opinion, often when crypto projects are evaluated, people look at the mechanisms, right? Or at least that's what I do and a lot of other people in the, in the tokenomic space do. They look at the mechanisms. They look like, Oh, so they're burning so many tokens. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're not doing that. Oh, it's an inflationary token. It's a deflationary token, whatever. And that's how they evaluate how the token will perform. And I always thought like, like nobody does that with Amazon, right? Yeah. With, yeah. At the, with the Amazon share, everybody just looks at the business. They look at the cash flow. They look at that, right? But in the token space, at least that's what I see, or that's what I see the majority. And the majority of people look into... Is it deflationary? Is it inflationary? Rah, 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 right? But nobody cares hey, that oh, Apple creates a lot of new shares, right? Yeah. But hey, before we before we go further, do you need to define first like what tokens we're talking about now? Like it's not NFTs, obviously, right? So is there yeah, are there differences for our audience? Are there different um tokens we can we can talk about and then define? which ones we're comparing the shares. Yeah, I I do like a pretty broad comparison, you know, like um, tokens could be like all sorts of cryptocurrencies. 
we could use mm -hmm. um ethereum mm -hmm. which which is like a, a layer one token um or or we could also use a um a decentralized application token like uniswap for an exchange or a dao token like a social token but yeah i don't like nfts they behave differently right yeah. So I think like and and shares right they're this they're this vehicle of giving you ownership in a corporation, right? So if you yep. choose a specific company type, you you launch it and you can choose how many of these shares you want to issue, and then you can use it for funding, um, for and like for representing ownership, and I think mm -hmm. tokens, like I'll just I'll just say tokens, but with that I guess I mean cryptocurrencies. I mean, decentralized application tokens and all that. And I think like they all, yeah, behave in a very similar way, right? So if you launch a token, you can decide how many tokens you want to launch. You can use that for funding. You can use that to display ownership or at least governance rights in some way. And yeah, I think that's that would be like the, the fundamentals, right? That's what they are, these yeah. things. Um, yeah. But yeah, NFTs are different. So let's not... I'd say that let's not go down that way. Yeah, that one's out of this conversation, right? So, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, be all the fungible tokens, let's say it that way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so, comparison of, would you say this is also something of a DeFi versus TradFi comparison as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely yeah. think so. I think I think like, and I was I was thinking about that too, right? Where it becomes interesting is when let's say Apple or Amazon they they incorporate or when they have incorporated, then at some point they go public. So they do mm. this, um, you know, initial public offering, this IPO, and then they release shares, and they yeah. define like a price. They define a number of shares that they launch. Um, and then they just get onto the market and are traded, right? And that's how the, the price kind of, the, this, this whole pricing mechanisms work. And then once they're launched, the shares, there's like a lot of things you can do with the, with the shares as well, right? So you can, you know, Amazon, I think they recently did a stock split or Tesla, right? Lots of them do that. So they create more shares to, and I think just optics, right? They just make the price look um, better per share. Or different, not better, but different, right? So they'll yeah. issue more shares to get the share price from three thousand to three hundred or three. Um, so or sometimes the other way around. Sometimes for smaller companies, they don't want to be trading at one point five cents, so they yeah. consolidate. Yeah, and they yeah. do a hundred to one reverse stock split. Yeah, just yeah. to get the price to a certain level. Yeah, but the market and, cap stays the same, right? Yeah, that, that doesn't change. Exactly. Yeah. And then I guess there's also ways that not a lot of people look at, but I think there's plenty of companies that issue more shares. Yeah. Annually, maybe even, right? Like they'll, they'll do that consistently. And there's not, it's, it's kind of not like it's, it's, yeah, the board, I guess, decides, right? The board of directors of the company or the, the CEO and his CFO, whoever, they decide, um, if they want to issue more shares to raise more money, 
And um, that's that's done. I guess then there's the program of share buybacks, right? You can do that with shares too. So if you have excess capital and you want to buy back a piece of your corporation, you can buy shares. You know, that's that's often done as well. Improves your optics as a corporation. Um, so yeah, there I think there's there's all these mechanisms that um the corporation has. And if you compare it to tokens, tokens have all that too, but tokens also have that programmability. Right? Yeah. So there's no board of directors deciding or that could even decide over the issuance rate of Bitcoin, right? It's just going to stay that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's baked in the cake. Yes. Nothing yeah. you will say will change it and everybody can judge it based on that merit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think there's a lot more emphasis from the crypto community on that, of course. And that's maybe, that might be like an explanation why everybody looks at these kind of things a lot more thoroughly. And maybe, maybe it's just me, I don't know. But I've never, when I've evaluated a stock or a corporation, I never looked at like how many tokens or how many shares they issued over the years, right? Maybe other people do that, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I invest quite a bit in the uranium space, right? And it's a very cyclical um, industry right and a lot of these shares if you jump you chuck on a a um, chart of these shares and you go back to when say before fukushima happened was the previous bull market in uranium um, you'll see that they'll say oh the price of this stock was ten dollars you know and now it's it's uh i don't know 10 cents right because they've got gotten killed right but what what many people don't realize that is that if you looked at the shares being issued between then and now yeah right it's actually yeah so (laughs) the dilution's been crazy you know so maybe a better way to look at things would be to say i don't want to look at the share prices history i want to look at the market cap history of this share right because then it takes away yeah, all the earnings per share. Because then that takes away all the differences in price due to the denominator being changed, right? Um, and it's it's interesting that you say that because hardly anybody thinks of doing that when they, they're talking about an Amazon or you know a bigger name company, right? Like, oh, how many shares have been issued in the last yeah. 10 years? Or maybe that's just because we've been hanging out too much with the retail bros, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe institutions do that. I don't know. But if you just compare retail to retail, right? So there's retail stock investors. They just buy Amazon, right? And, and think it's a cool thing. But if they'd go and buy Ethereum, everybody's like, oh no, but it's it's inflationary. I can't right, buy it. Right. I'm not gonna, it's, in, it's an inflationary. But nobody looks at Amazon. And, and I bet if you looked, you'd find out, or Apple, that they've issued new shares over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you when somebody says whether or not to buy Ethereum, a lot of times the first thing that comes out is, oh, but the supply is not fixed like Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But Amazon supply is, is neither, right? Yeah. So, and it's even... Yeah, and I remember... 
I remember when we first talked about this a few months ago, um, we were saying like, is this something to do with the evolution of sophistication or maturity of the investor class in that, in that security, in that um, investment class, right? Like, is it because everyone's looking at tokens and DeFi with like brand new eyes that they are, they're looking at it from a position of curiosity and trying to figure out, hey, how do I not lose my money here? And they're looking at it more as pioneers. Yeah. But when people look at shares, it's like, oh yeah, my dad said to buy that that stock. <laughs> yeah, so I will as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Or maybe it's like use, right? So you'd, I don't know, I've, I've got a MacBook and a, an iPhone, so, and I see a lot of other people doing it, so I'd, that'd be something like a stock you'd buy, right? Because you think like, oh, that's, that's cool. I buy it. I think it's a good product. It works well. So why not buy a share in that company? But mm. like, since only the absolute, not the absolute nerds, but I think there's lots of people who own Bitcoin, but don't regularly transact with it. Or there's lots of people who have Ethereum and hardly ever send an Ethereum transaction or use it to do something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't yeah, know so the, if the product is actually good. So you have to have something right. to fundamentals or not, maybe not fundamentals, but some metrics to look into. Yeah. 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 So if, if I wanted to invest in BMW, maybe because I saw the new M2 model come out and I'm like, wow, that thing looks so sick. Um, the reviews are great. Maybe, you know, it kind of on another level, it shouldn't be an investment related uh decision but then it always is right it is, yeah. Uh, like yeah it, sorry it affects your investment decision but for cryptos you never ever really see it in the real world so yeah you're forced yeah. to use other factors to, to influence your um, investment decision yeah yeah that's true so yeah and, and i guess like it's there are also like these different metrics like in, in or that's what, that's what i've seen right so with shares people look at there's all sorts of metrics right you got like the earnings per share you got the pe ratio and even if you just search for a share on google they'll show you all these metrics straight away right but for try to find that out for ethereum it's significantly mm. harder right to find yeah. out what what kind of the, I don't know what the revenue of Ethereum is. There's some websites that do it and I've, I know where to find it, but I think it'd be, it's a lot harder than finding that out. And that's perhaps because this is just not standardized, right? Because all the corporations that issue shares, they just have to report in a certain way. At least yeah, in a regulatory country. Yeah. yeah. It's this regulatory thing. Yeah. And so... Whereas like a DAO or any other app, they don't have to report their revenues or their profits or anything like that. They just issue mm. a token and then people yeah, buy into the hype or evaluate the community. But not a lot of people look at that stuff, I think. Yeah. So what do they look at for from uh, like for you, Flo, when you 
um, look to invest? What what are some of the things you look at? Yeah, what tokens? Good question, right? Like, I'd oft I'd I'd probably start with the market cap, and the fully diluted market cap. Ah, uh, like a ratio comparison of the two. Yeah, yeah, because that's something you you can't really. With stocks, it, it'll be really hard to do that to find out, because you don't know. Oh yeah, there's no it's limit. There's no li yeah, like and yeah, pretty much with every co corporation, there's no limit. So it's like yeah. Ethereum, but there's lots of other protocols that have a max supply, right? So they have like a, they have like a target. So let's say okay, the max amount of tokens that we ever issue is going to be a hundred million, and mm. then I'll look at how many tokens have been issued so far, and if that's only 50 million i know that during a period of you're going to get diluted in yeah. half at some yeah. point right yeah exactly and that like either if there's no additional demand the price should go down half yeah or there's additional demand but there has to be a lot right there has to be like all that demand coming into the market to soak up this 50% um dilution right that comes onto the market yeah. Okay. So I guess if you if that's the first thing you you mentioned, then it is a factor of inflationary or deflationary. Um, you're looking at it through that lens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it, right? Like, and then I I always then also look at what the product is, but I don't mm -hmm. know that so many people do that. Maybe it's just this like wild hype retail crowd that <laughs> doesn't care about that. They just buy Luna because they heard it somewhere and um, they've seen that it's gone up 200%. Maybe that's all, right? Yeah. But nobody yeah. looks at, or I think not a lot of people look at maybe like the earnings per share, right? So you could, you could find that out for a protocol, I think. You have to do a little bit of digging because it's not as easy as it is for Google, but you can probably go and find out um, for Uniswap, how much they accumulate in their treasury in terms of, um, yeah, revenue. You might not mm -hmm. know all the expenses that they have, but a lot of that stuff would also be on chain because you can see their wallet for a treasury. So somebody who wants to go in there, he can probably find out, right, what their, how many tokens they have and what their earnings are and then do the math mm -hmm. themselves to find out what the EPS is. And there's also this nice website it's called, I think, Token Terminal. And they have these figures, right? They show sort of like, I don't know how accurate it is, but they still show some version of earnings per token. Okay. And what happens after after that? Say, say I gave you three different tokens to look at and all three were 90% fully diluted right so roughly they're pretty almost at the end of their minting uh, schedule any other i'm just wondering like how, how would you then um, investigate further right and and if there if there are parallels to how one would buy equities yeah i mean like if i if I think about equities or shares, I I definitely look at the cash flow, right? So look maybe into that as well. 
because that's always an, a good indicator if, if it's a healthy business, right? If there's if there's money coming into it and they're using it. Um, so you could you could look up the same for that. Mm. So I yeah. And uh, say would in in tokens, would you be caring much about who was behind the token, like the person or the team? Because I think in shares that's a big deal. Like yeah. uh, people go, oh, like you can't think about um, Tesla without thinking about Musk. You can't think about yeah. Amazon without Bezos. You know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, but I think like for Amazon, that's more like in the beginning. Maybe it was so. But now mm-hmm. I don't think it is anymore, right? Because yeah. the, the company has proven over the years that it can produce cash flow, um, profits, whatever, and, 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 and like has built a good business, right? There's demand for it. There's need for the business itself. So and I think that's really something that for tokens, people who invest into tokens don't really look at that much. They don't really yeah. look into what is that business actually doing, like this app and how does it function? And there's like so many crazy or interesting examples of that where like uh, there's like, there'll be like decentralized exchanges um, and they've, they've issued tokens. And a lot of these tokens went into their treasuries, but they don't take any of the profits that they make from trading and put them into their treasury. They just distribute them to the liquidity providers and none goes to their treasury. So it's like this, it's such a weird business model because they don't make any money. <laughs> All the money <laughs> is from launching the token and then having their own token in their in their treasury. And the only reason it has value because people are not selling it, right? But there's no, yeah. they maybe have some diversification but by now, but there's like so many like examples where that's the case where there's this token out there that has like large market caps and then you look at it and you see like huh so none of this revenue that happens on their exchange actually goes to their treasury and you think like like in in what business would that be valued right so like if, if you had like a Let's say you have like a business that has um, has certain characteristics. You have like a, a protocol or a project that has certain characteristics. If you if you'd invest in them, like I think for the for the classical business, you'd look into that stuff. But with the token, I think like a lot of times people don't. They just don't look into that. And why do you think that is? Is that just animal spirits? Like, damn, number go up, so I'm I'm gonna buy it. That's it. Yeah, maybe it's that. Um, maybe it's because the information is really hard to get by, like to really find, find out about, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine some, someone saying, oh yeah, I, I bought that share. I bought, a, I bought, a, you know, a large chunk of that, um, stock, um, but yeah, I didn't find out anything about it because information was hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I just bought I bought some anyway. I mean, there's there's certainly a lot of people that would do that, right? I mean, don't don't fool yourself here. There's still like the the Robin Hood crowd or whatever, yeah. right? They they hear something out there and they just go and buy it. They'd be like, oh, so yeah. it's good. Yeah. Not looking at the fundamentals. 
So I, I really hope that that's something that will, will develop over time, that people look more into that kind of stuff. Like what's actually behind it. There's certainly some aspect of like um, hype in it. And that's the same in with shares, right? So if you look at Tesla yeah. and you look at it from a just pure, a pure fundamentals perspective, wouldn't be that great of a company, would it, right? Because it... Um, yeah, yeah. Like the amount of market cap market cap per, per vehicle pro produced, et cetera, it's not compared to the, all the other value wise, it's not, it's not as valuable as all the other car companies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Number go up. So buy. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, I guess then you also have to somehow distinguish between growth and value right i think we talked about that once where we're like are there any value tokens or yeah. are they all growth tokens and yeah so like it's something paying me a six percent dividend ten percent dividend i don't expect its market share to increase i don't expect user you know its user base to increase i just wanted to keep making that same amount of money every year and give me that same nice sweet dividend every year right yeah yeah don't think so, i know any but maybe they will become more of the norm at some point i mean it's this classic thing of when uh, liquidity is high people look to buy growth when liquidity stagnates or goes down people look to buy value so yeah, yeah since since 2008 when the crypto space first exploded onto the scene um we've always been in a very high and ever-growing liquidity environment right so like you mentioned when we spoke yeah yeah it's a very growth stock type feel for the whole crypto space because it exists in this yeah ever-growing liquidity environment yeah true and that then just applies to crypto. So, but now that we're in a bear market and liquidity is not there anymore, where does the money go in crypto? Yeah. Since it's all growth, well, I feel, right? Maybe there's like Ethereum when it migrates to proof of stake, that could be a little bit like a dividend paying company. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I guess like since it doesn't really have that many real world applications, so like for your day-to-day -day life, you wouldn't yet really need it. Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's just like all growth. Yeah. So I guess from a big picture's perspective, um, if we stepped back, we would say, okay, uh, tokens or shares, both of them, although they have differences in how they're set up and the regulatory environment around them, uh the the investing side of of things right the people that are buying them they're the same right a, 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 a investor can choose to buy between a share or a token um or both so in essence the while the 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 creation side might be different the actual investing side and how it should attract capital it's it's kind of playing the same game right it's trying to mm -hmm. catch the same fish right so 
we one might assume that given a long enough timeline the the decision making behind um which one to buy will sort of level out and become what's the right i can't find the right word here like it's, it becomes standardized right like it, there would be certain boxes an investment class would need to tick before uh an investor would put capital into it right what would these boxes be yeah like whether it's growth or value mm-hmm. or you know which one has a higher chance if if say i was at a in a gambling mode or a very greedy mode i would go okay which one gives me the best opportunity to have huge capital gains you know and is that tesla or is that ethereum or is that doge right yeah. um so as a speculator which one gives me the biggest chance to 10x right um with the lowest chance of crashing to zero you know yeah uh yeah. but then say say we're having this conversation again in 2050 we, you'd expect that there there would have been some periods of you know strong deflationary low liquidity wins right like maybe you know imagine the federal reserve went and brought um interest rates up to 19% or whatever right like historically for a period of 10 years okay how would the crypto market look like then you know yeah yeah um yeah. cuz do you really want to buy bitcoin yeah it's it the the, the supply is not going to go up but i could buy a token called the us dollar and put it in a bank account and get 19% yeah interest exactly. on it every year yeah so then the interesting thing at that point in time would be okay then the only difference between a share and token is not how it's perceived but how it was created and then probably then that's where what you spoke about earlier in the conversation comes into play right like with shares the board of directors can change the direction at any time but maybe with tokens you then have that ability to look at how the token set up and then extrapolate that into the future and i think that's when the real differences will really come into being right because yeah at the moment i think we so far we've only gotten to see the more speculative side of the coin yeah 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 true it would kind of also like make it easier to invest in right because it's more predictable to to a degree yeah, exactly. Because then you've got you've got that you you're able to layer things on in a neater way, right? You see that business, you see the business case or the business model, which is the same, right? Whether it's represented by shares or represented by a token, it's independent of that because you can then go and value something based on its business model. And then afterwards, you get to see, okay, do shares give me a better um proxy of say ownership or or appreciate price appre- value appreciation or do tokens do that um yeah so is there any difference in that in like i think from what you like what you mentioned or... is true what you mentioned is true like okay you know with with shares uh 
maybe the <laughs> maybe the Federal Reserve will change something, right? That underlying layer that backs this whole stock market, right? If they if, if Jerome Powell comes out at the end of the month and says interest rates are going to minus five or interest rates are going to plus twenty, that changes everything, right? So one guy has the diff has the ability to to make a huge difference, right? But maybe with tokens that will be less so, but no, I don't, I don't know. Really. It's still it's, yeah, that's impacting a lot of what's going on, right? Yeah. In in, but, in both of these, right? Yeah, I guess today, yes. But what if in in years to come, you know, if the shadow economy of of cryptos, right, becomes large enough where you know the liquidity is based on how much bitcoins worth and um right and if that stays relatively stable and maybe if the size of bitcoin becomes big enough that uh you know the liquidity from the fiat side doesn't affect it as much anymore then mm -hmm. maybe maybe then we'll see some divergence but yeah, yeah. right now definitely yeah. bitcoin trades like a high beta nasdaq right yeah and and if that's exactly. the liquidity of the whole web 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 three or, or token space then, then the token space trades like a beta of the beta right yeah well i mean like yeah to some yeah yeah i guess like the the, the more niche you get the more that's the case yeah unless at some point right some some project comes out and says yeah i'm 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 spitting cash, right? And I'm giving it out to my token holders. And you get like a, you know, a hundred percent dividend every year, right? Like just imagine that, right? If there's this yeah. crazy growth, right? It's growing so fast and it's sharing that with it, its token holders. I think that would be another aha moment for the, yeah. the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are these protocols out there, right? That That kind of, have models like that you know like um, balancer they're this decentralized exchange so you you can just like swap tokens um like a market maker and unlike a real market maker with like an order book they they don't have any of that right it's just all a smart contract so they don't need any any people or expensive stuff to do anything there it's just pretty much all runs on autopilot and what they do they 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 take a cut off of these trades right so someone who needs two trades they pay a fee to them and that fee mm -hmm. then is used to pay for expenses and all that kind of stuff but they distribute a i think it's like 75 percent of the revenue that they make um to their token holders and that's pretty and how cool, does, right? How, and how does that work? So they, they know the token holder's wallet address and then they give them a stable coin or how or they give them, how does it work? Or like you have to um, lock up tokens. So this is, it's like, and that's like where I think tokens are far, far superior to, to shares because of all mm -hmm. these mechanisms that you can build in. So they've got this um, voting escrow system which means that you, um, it's it's quite complicated, right? So there's these liquidity pools. That's how their system works, right? So two parties 
um, provide or one party provides liquidity. Liquidity means you provide a token pair, right? So you put some ETH and USDC into a pool. And then one guy who wants to trade ETH for USDC, he gets served out of that pool, right? And so yeah. someone to get into this um, or be eligible for this um, dividend that they pay, I don't want to call it dividend, but for this for this revenue share that they pay, they have to put um, the balancer token, their own token into such a pool and pair it with another token that will give them another token that you then need to lock up for a period of time. So that's then quite interesting, right? So you are asked to put your own capital into their pools as liquidity. That gives you a token that you then need to lock up. So you kind of, you give them money. Let's say you put some money into a vault and you get the key, right? So you've got a vault, maybe you have some gold in there, right? You put that gold in there and they give you the key. And then you take that key and you give that to someone and it's locked up for a period of time. So in a time-locked safe. So you put that in there for a year. And that mm -hmm. gives you then a, a token, right? That you can retrieve this key after a year. Yeah. Um, but th this, this like locking up, it also gives you voting rights on the protocol. So you have certain decision powers over what the protocol does, how the treasury gets distributed. And it also gives you that 75% of revenue um, share, right? So you can kind of claim that back from there if you have that token. Um, that's kind of how it works. Okay. And again, so that then that 75% share, how how does it come to you? Like you get more balancer tokens, you get no, more... No, it's, it's like it's USDC or other tokens. So you don't get more of the same, you get like a different currency. Okay. So it's just that you need to hold that... that um, token for a while before you get that uh payout yeah i think there's also some regularity i don't know how often they pay it out or whenever mm -hmm. you, you can claim it but yeah there's different different ways i don't know this yeah. is the specifics of it but i think it is a different token that they pay out it's not balancer because that wouldn't be real yield that wouldn't be like a real Dividend, right? That's also something that I think shares can do, right? They can issue more shares and give them out to shareholders. Yeah, yeah. But if they give them out to all shareholders, it's kind of, doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I think like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a mechanism that, that you can do. So there are apps out there that I think that's how we got into this tangent, right? So there, there yeah. are apps out there that that already pay dividends or something yeah. like dividends, right? Yeah. Because um, yeah. there's certain classes of investors that really do need these dividend yielding shares, right? Like for them, say retirees, for them taking high risk and hoping to to, like all they want is okay i'm 70 years old now i might live another 10 another 20 years i need some income and stable income i don't need my money to 10x i just need my money not to go to zero right yeah, exactly so uh there is that need there there is that that need for for such investment um vehicles right and uh, 
in case we haven't noticed, most of the developed world where most of the capitals lies, we're all getting older. So yeah. we don't really want to put our nest egg into Shiba Inu, right? Why not? I mean, if you dog. did yeah. two years ago, oh. if you did two years ago, you'd be like a 90 year old driving Lamborghinis. Yeah. <laughs> well, only if you took it out. <laughs> yeah. On time. Um, yeah. And I think like, wasn't it you who said that, that um, 20 years ago, there wasn't even that much growth investing. It was oh, yeah. like a lot more 70s. focused on, well, maybe not even the 70s, but like before this whole tech hype, maybe like in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or even, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like after the, 90s the, still, yeah. after the dot-com boom in 2000, after that bust, went bust, yeah, for a long time, there was somebody who was talking about it yesterday. Like if you look at the charts of um, Microsoft and you know, all these darling names, right? Apple, they, they didn't do that well, you know, 2000 yeah. to yeah. 2008, right? Like 2008, Goldman Sachs was doing very well, or JP yeah. Morgan yeah. on, yeah. 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 Housing, yeah. housing prices. So people were more interested in that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you live in Australia, right? You see the the housing situation there like you 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 don't own a tv but whenever you walk into a friend's place anyone that has a tv it's so much so much of the the, the programming and so much of what's on everyone's radar is housing in australia yeah isn't it? yeah you don't even have to look at the tv like everything is yeah um i think like the whole economy is, is like based on housing and mining i think yeah, yeah. And it, it always strikes me whenever I visit, um, you know, you'd be, it's, everything's about housing. The, even the, 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 the TV shows, right? You, people would sit down and watch how housing get, like, uh, people flip houses. You know, people would actually sit down and watch reality shows on how couples would go buy a, a place, renovate it, and then flip it. And then, you know, yeah. a nice, yeah. nice big number comes like, on the uh, screen yeah. with a ching sound, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's almost like this crypto hype, but with real estate. Yeah. And then, and then if you look at it from that perspective, you'd go, hey, maybe is that because supply is limited? Or what, what's the deal here, right? Like everyone's paying ever more and more and it's not because the utilities increased yeah you can put some scandinavian furniture in there but overall it does the same job right there's somewhere to hang your clothes there's somewhere for you to put your head down and it keeps you warm it keeps the rain out right and it's nuts because the houses get older the utilities the same yeah yeah but the the price tag on them just keeps going up right Oh, I don't know. They've got Recently, really tough immigration policy, right? So it's not like there's like millions of people coming into the country every year. Yeah, exactly. Places, right? Exactly. And, and it, it was crazy because I think during COVID, I would have thought, okay, you know, things now would be really struggling because nobody's able to travel 
come in, you know, why would you, if you're a foreigner, why would you go there now to buy houses if you don't even know if you'd be able to be let in at some point, right? Yeah. But guess what? Liquidity went, went up and then housing prices followed, right? And there was this frenzy to get a place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, everybody was doing it, yeah. Like, when I walk around here in in, uh, in DUI, it's like every day, or not every day, but when you see these real estate signs, it's like quite often you see, and they like brag about it, right? Highest awesome. ever sold yeah. in the in this street or highest ever sold in the suburb, whatever. It's um, yes. quite, quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's been that way for a long time now, but then look, like I said, low, low, uh, low interest rates, high liquidity environments, low real rates, high liquidity environments have been the norm for such a long time now. Like the ECB just went and raised interest rates by half a percent from like a negative number to, I think yeah. now they're at zero. Right. And everybody's like, Oh my God, is that going to help inflation? <laughs> I was like, dude, it's zero <laughs> percent. Oh, and we're having a beer the other night, right? In Leipzig here. And people were saying, oh, the prices of everything's doubled now, la la la. And then I I just took out my phone and I just showed them like a chart of the ECB's balance sheet from 2008 till now, right? Yeah. It's something like 16x, like 500 yeah. billion to yeah. 8.5 trillion or something like that, if my memory serves me right. And I was like, hey guys, have you ever played Monopoly? Like, yeah, 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 we have. Uh. I was like, hey, do you realize that doesn't matter what you do, but come turn number 20, everybody's bidding for housing on, on that board and nobody's looking at the sticker price. Yeah. Like everybody's yeah. just nah i'll give you double i'll give you triple what that sticker price is right no yeah. one cares anymore yeah. about the sticker price but why is that like right like everyone's the same every player's the same the rules didn't change the only thing that changed was there's more money now in the system sloshing around that's it and yeah. so then yeah. suddenly mayfair with four hotels becomes a, a meme a meme token or a growth stock right yeah I think that's what they even say on the instructions of Monopoly. If you ever run out of money, just uh, don't worry. Just take a piece of paper and uh, use that as money. Yeah, the, right? ba the bank never goes bankrupt. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the bank never runs out of money. That's yeah. that. So it's, it's, it's super reductionist, right? Like it's almost vulgar how you can just go like, hey, whatever. Of course, the price of a, a beer, a, a kebab, and your apartment is going to go up because look at this graph yeah and it's almost when when you know everybody's listening to the news and it's like oh inflation because there's war or oh, because putin's a bad guy you know the putin price hike and la 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 oh you know and there's, there's so many there's so much jargon right there's so much stuff that's being thrown out when actually you can just say hey guys how much money is in the system yeah so that like back to our last podcast, there's just a source, no sink. Mm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just sources, no sinks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder how crypto was gonna do like 
I, I, I it would be very different. It would just be the same. Yeah, but what I mean is, you know, during those periods, right? Like during the 70s, when, or, or, or when interest rates kept going up, right? Um, or in, in, in times past when there's been a high interest rate environment, like people still made money, right? In investing, I mean. And they, yeah. it's just that the kind of investments they were looking at changed. They went from growth stocks to value stocks. They went from capital appreciation to um, not, what was the saying? Not return on capital, but return of capital. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if during the Great Depression, you'd be happy just to have the same, right? Because first, you're not, you're not on the street. Uh, when you have a job, you didn't need to get a pay raise. You know, everyone else around you was losing their shirt, right? So you, you just having any sort of income was like, wow, so valuable during that time. Prices dropped, your salary stayed the same, you know, your buying power drastically increased. So I'm just wondering, like tokens, right? In that environment, what kind of tokens would come to the fore? Or how would the, how would the whole space pivot, fork, whatever terminology you want to use? Yeah, so like, um, yeah, I, mean, I think it's just very similar to shares. It would be the businesses that really maybe have that return of cash or however you called it, right? Yeah, the ones that, like the balances. Yeah, that pay something back rather than the more speculative ones where, I mean, even these could go well. I don't know. You, you never know, right? It's this, you always have these elements where it's sort of like it's a, it's a call option. Right. So maybe they don't have any revenue, but they've got really strong plans on like getting solid revenue and profits in the next year. Yeah. And you can already yeah. buy the token, right? Yeah. yeah. So if and if they show the you yeah. and if they show you the design and tell you that, hey, no matter what happens, we're gonna split that revenue with you and this is how we're gonna do it. Yeah. You know, that might give so much more um security to the yeah. to the person or confidence to the person investing right versus yeah, a company yeah. that promises yeah. to do so and maybe doesn't yeah yeah so one thing that's kind of also in this space that i wanted to talk about is ownership and what that really means you know like a lot of people describe owning a share as owning a piece of the company and I've always like been thinking about this. Like, like what does that actually mean? You, cause you can't really go there and say like, okay, I got my Amazon share here. I'd like to turn it in. Right. And they'll give you like a piece of warehouse or something mm. like, and that like, yeah, how that mechanism works and how that compares to the token world. Um, not really sure if I had, a, if I have a good answer. Right. But um, yeah. Yeah, we were trying to wrap our head around that, right? When we spoke How about do you exercise it. Exercise that ownership. Maybe it's just a theoretical construct and everybody says like, yeah, okay, that's that's just how it is. Um, and that's why these things have value, the shares, right? Because regulation says, well, you're in, you're entitled or this is a, a share of ownership. Mm -hmm. Don't really know. But would, would you think that's similar between shares and tokens? I mean, like with tokens, you don't have any of that regulation. 
yeah there's a lot of stuff spinning in my head and i can't really make sense of it but yeah you buy you yeah if, if amazon came out tomorrow and said hey um we've decided that we will never pay out dividends going forward or yeah. at least till yeah. 2030 right i don't think it would do that much to the share price <laughs> probably do nothing probably the share price would go up yeah and uh yeah so so what is it that people are buying amazon for you mentioned it in right that that it's just this you 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 know that the company is real and it, you know that you might be able to sell it most probably going if, by what's been happening in the past it's tracked inflation it's done even better than inflation so going forward i should be able to sell this thing and make some money and beat inflation and that's yeah. it yeah but that's isn't that like wouldn't that like in that case always be like this greater fool well it's not really greater fool it's like well somebody else has a different opinion than you right so the time you're selling they're buying because they think it's they're going to be able to sell it for, for even more to someone else yeah on, right yeah and i guess it's coming back to that liquidity thing again right like in in um periods of high or low interest rates low real interest rates people want to own anything that yeah. isn't dollars or euros because everything goes up when there's more dollars in the system when there's more dollars coming in yeah yeah and maybe because that's the underlying mood of the herd right everybody's yeah. thinking shit where can i put my money so that it at least holds its value yeah. then that that basically switches on that speculative fever and then since you're already in that mood then why buy amazon why not buy doge i mean come on yeah since yeah. You, you're wanting to, yeah. to, to make yeah. money on like a transaction and you don't really care that much about you know like how many people in amazon know what the well not in amazon how many people that own amazon or apple or tesla can tell you about how much money earnings per share that company has right i don't i like the tesla guys no way because for most of the time it wasn't even making that much right or you know how much of it was not from say trading of subsidies or trading of you know whatever whatever government related um yeah yeah but like why would you care Right, because, yeah, because the only thing is you're going to sell it to someone who is going to buy it for more, then it's all about this. And that, that's what stocks are, right? Like forward looking. So it's all about this, like what's going to happen in the future. And that's what, that's what all the Kathy Woods in the world are like. That's why they're into Tesla, right? Because they say, oh, they're going to like bring in, they're the only company that's going to bring out these like self-driving cars and AI and whatnot battery technology all these things that's why they're why they're that yeah and i think like tokens are would be like just the same in a lot of cases yeah 
Yeah. So at the end of the day, tokens give you that proxy of, or gives you ownership, just like how shares do. And it's a proxy to how the company is doing. But that being said, you can have a, yeah, a dividend paying company or a company that promises you have a greater market share, right? And yeah. I guess as underlying liquidity conditions change, what the market wants changes as well. And then that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe when, um, when, uh, <laughs> when, when interest rates in Australia go to 20% again, uh, I'm not saying that will happen, but it did happen. Like my dad, my dad, for example, he had he, when he bought a a house in in Brisbane, I think interest rates were like nineteen and a half percent or something. So if you were to buy a house, you basically paid cash, right? Yeah. And uh, but because interest rates are nineteen percent, it means no one can transact based on. Um, uh, 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 you can't take loan. You can't. You can't take on a, a, a mortgage to buy the house because the mortgage is too expensive. So everyone yeah. ends up buying it just in cash, and therefore, you know, the prices drop, right? Yeah. And I think, yeah. and then at that time, people will not be talking about, oh, what's the price of a house? It'd be like, hey, if you're a real estate investor, during those periods, you'd be talking about, oh, the yield I have on that. On that property is this because I get this much rent. Yeah. Nobody talks about rent nowadays, right? Because why? I mean, my cousin is a is a concreter and he was saying that he's seen blocks and blocks and blocks, like hundred hundreds of homes being left empty because they were bought by investors and they don't want people to live in it because the yield's so minimal, right? They'd rather not have anyone live in it so that it can transact easier right Mm. yeah yeah. so you have to get the people out yeah imagine if i said hey do you want to buy amazon that pays you a dividend or do you want to buy amazon that doesn't pay you a dividend but when you want to sell it you can sell it instantly yeah the one that pays a dividend you have to wait six months after you say you want to sell it you have to wait six months before you can yeah it's like the same thing (laughs) with the balancer token right it's this ve model yeah so we have something someone living in it you kind of like locked up for some time. Yeah. That's interesting. So, right? That's an interesting avenue of speculation. Yeah. They yeah. just build these houses, leave them empty, and they just speculate on them. Yeah, exactly. And why, if I'm buying it to speculate, why would I want this like 1% yield on it when I'm hoping to get 10% a year compounded yeah. on yeah. my speculation? Because yeah. that 1% yield would affect me exiting the trade. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's absurd and it sounds vulgar, but if you really break it down into these terms, right, then you sort of understand it. You know, the, the incentives aren't there. Basically, incentives aren't aligned, you know. The housing incentives, if you give people like really, really low interest rates, then housing becomes, uh, yeah, instead of being a utility that you want to provide like a, com- a a good for the for the people, it becomes just another yeah. speculative yeah. instrument. Yeah. Weird, yeah. Hmm. 
I guess, yeah, there's, I mean, lots of analogies, right, in, in the crypto space or in the token space to that. What I love Same about thing. the crypto crypto token space is that it's getting everyone to look at something with a new set of eyes only for them to then realize it's so analogous to so many things in the traditional yeah, world, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they then because of that, they then migrate their new eyes back to the traditional world and they see things differently, right? Yeah. I think crypto for for all the things that people say about it, you know, the cons of of the crypto space, right? I think the biggest pro is probably giving a whole generation of humans like a, 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 a empirical education in what financial markets are, right? Yeah. And what capital is and nobody why... knew what fiat even meant, right? Like 10 years ago. Exactly. If you went to a, a, a party yeah. 10 years ago and said, oh, I'm not a fan of fiat currency, they'd be like, what fiat? What fiat? Isn't that the brand of car? A car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just, I think just the education on what money is, right? Asking that question alone is probably already worth all the losses that everyone's taken, <laughs> right? And all the yeah. pain. Well, yeah, it's this, it's not only this education, but it's also this experimentation, right? So um, I think I've heard that from someone that the, the cool thing about crypto is really that you can experiment, you can try out this stuff and you can do it a lot quicker than in the real world. So you can launch a DAO and you can come up with this like new governance org structures i don't know what and you might be replicating whatever democracy the united states has or europe has and you might figure out that that's a cool system but the great thing is that you can do it a lot faster like if you think about when the last time was that the german or the american or the australian um, democratic system has been like innovated probably quite some time ago right and so yeah. now with this sort of like people randomly assembling on the internet, buying these tokens and getting together in something like DAOs, they're like innovating on all sorts of stuff, right? They're trying out this, they're trying out that and stuff will fail, but it, it's it's just happening a lot faster. It always reminds me of this, like, um, you know, Elon Musk, when he uh, he's building his rockets there, right? There's this approach that Jeff Bezos takes where they like, research everything up front and they and then only when they like really sure that it's going to work they're going to try and what i've heard that these guys building these um spacex rockets they just try out more stuff right they just like iterate a lot faster and sometimes yeah. have stuff blow up yeah so they're racing to fail and then learn from that failure right yeah yeah another thing i really like about the um crypto space is that um no matter what you want to say about it the money that flows into that that thing right is not public in a way it's not directly public money it's it's capital that if it's lost it's lost by people that quote unquote can afford to lose it right um compare and of course this is a is a relative scale okay of course nobody's happy to lose their money right yeah. but um the point is, imagine if a if if institutions like in the in the 
old world, the traditional world world to try and innovate, what do they do? The government spends money, right? The government says, oh, we're going to put money behind solar. We're going to put money in electric cars. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And if it works, great, right? But if it doesn't work, who loses? It's it's tax tax money, right? And yeah. as yeah. a yeah, you're you're basically taking people's money by decree at the at the threat of violence, right? And then using that money to innovate with with not so much say given to the person that 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 produced that capital in the first place. You know, so you're putting yeah. capital at risk without the, the 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 producer of that capital having a say in how that risk is taken. Whereas crypto is different, right? Maybe it's um, about transparency, right? Because of course, people in like normal democracies, they would have a say. They could vote people out of office, but it's just so intransparent in like where where stuff goes, where money goes, and how it's redistributed. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're right, right? Theoretically, you're right. But in practical terms, that, that voting election cycle is, is counted in years, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. even then, when you change that new person coming in, you don't know that that new politician coming in isn't run by a smart contract. He doesn't yeah. say, oh, yeah, I will definitely stop doing this or I'll definitely yeah. start doing yeah. that, right? He comes yeah. in. I mean, promises. Say what Promise. you... Yeah, say what you want, right? Like the the Green Party got elected into to office in Germany, and now Germany's burning coal again, right? You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Like, okay, maybe coal's good. I don't know, but it's definitely not the platform that they they came, you know, that they they promised, right? When 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 they came in, reducing emissions. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. So I think. Uh, with cryptos it allows that iteration a lot quicker like okay try this model money comes in money comes in based on how much attention and trust that model could elicit and if it if it works people get paid handsomely if it doesn't people f- lose that money but then they try again yeah right yeah. yeah and that's also probably because of the fact that it's not regulated that much yeah you look so- at sri lanka yeah. For example, it's the total opposite. If you want to draw that scale, right? Like the government basically went all in on something, um, without without the the participants being able to afford to lose, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they had no true. say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You could go all in on Bitcoin, and that's good if you decide to, and if you make it. It's great. If you don't, you go live in your mom's basement, right? But you've already made that decision before you went all in. But governments can't really do do it that way. Well, because it's also, I mean, that's also, you have to distinguish a thing between an individual and a collective. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And crypto allows the collective to make decisions on a very individual basis, right? Like millions and millions or billions of individual decisions, right? And then that swarm or that hive mind um, yeah. then, yeah. then yeah. brings the whole industry in a certain direction, right? Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. You know, uh, this is going, uh, you know, a bit on a tangent, right? But I, I, I don't know if I, I ever like told you. Uh, yeah. We should call this a tokenomics tangent podcast. Um, 
But my 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 teacher, my Chinese teacher in primary schools, this really old was this really old school guy, right? Super traditional in Singapore. So I was six years old, and this guy is like waxing lyrical nonstop, right? About do you know why the West is ahead of China? Like, do you know why? And we're all like these six-year-old kids, right? Just like, tell me stories, tell me whatever. Yeah. But he kept drilling it into us, right? He was like, hey, do you know, like 200, 300 years ago, China was like at the top, right? It had the best technology. It was able to control like the biggest market space, right? It was like 50% of GDP, la, 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 la. He said, but, but the Europeans figured out quicker about democracy and, 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 because of democracy, they were able to make decisions in a more, um, let's say, uh, with, with better insights, right? Because everyone was involved and it wasn't just yeah. one person in an ivory tower. He said, so that's one factor. But another factor that nobody talks about is that they were able to get capital from the common man to Jeez. then go and build Jeez. these warships or whatever, these raiding parties, right? Whatever you want to call the East, East India Trading Company, right? Their, their version of trading was, we've got guns, so give us what you have and then we'll bring that home and then we'll sell it at a huge profit, yeah. right? Yeah. And people could invest in these ships, right? And, yeah. and they would then, they would then, the ships would then go out into the great unknown and whatever bounty they come up, come back with, you get a share of that. And so it basically... Yeah liquefied all this dormant capital and allowed this capital to become productive in a way, right? Or speculative or whatever you want to call it, right? But because there was a chance that, you know, Captain Cook was going to go to the other side of the world and come back with some treasures, shit, we will use this money to think of how we can make a ship sail faster, further, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so everything just started to work at hyper speed versus this old creaking slow moving glacial yeah. system you know yeah. um and i think in many ways crypto is kind of you know levering leveraging off that dynamic again right because there's mm -hmm. no rules yeah um yeah. everyone can lose everything they put in but but there's promises of crazy rewards right yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Iterate really quickly, right? There's lots of capital around. Yeah. That people are willing to put in. <clears throat> yeah. So tokens versus shares, right? That's one part that I think tokens have a huge advantage over, right? If if you are a millennial. And you're growing up, and you and you 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 get you start earning your money, and you see the system around you, and you've lost faith in that system. Like <laughs> tokens give you that avenue to migrate to another ecosystem. Yeah, yeah it's still affected like, yeah, by something, the old one. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, put something into you know you're you're able to invest or to to put money into something that like iterates like these you know, East India trading companies or whatever, You're, you can put something to that and they can, they'll, they'll go, they'll go out and try out stuff and, and maybe fail, but some of them might come back with riches full of gold because they figure out something really cool. Yeah. 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 It and does in that, that a lot faster. Yeah. And in that sense, it's super different with, um, with shares, right? Like, like, it's really uh, I mean, 
Yeah, and I've been investing for quite a while. And I, you know, you often hit these roadblocks, right? Oh, you can't do this unless you're an accredited investor. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, accredited yeah. investor. What does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. Accreditation. Wow, do I have to go to university to become an accredited investor? No, you actually need to have this amount of money before you're allowed to play. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So you mean, oh, I need to get a good deal. I need to be rich first. It's like, ah, damn, you know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of, and that's that's something that tokens probably allow, yeah, more more, um, yeah, easier access. It's more yeah. accessible. Yeah, because it's early. I mean, we probably change after some time. I don't know. Um, or get infiltrated. Maybe like yeah. some degree of regulation is good, but yeah, so far yeah. or still, it is this like wild west, right? Where anything. Yeah, goes. and because. Because it is that wild west, you're allowed, you, uh, you know, you, you just said something interesting, like, yeah, maybe it will be regulated, or maybe it should be, or, you know, but if it's a totally wild west empirical system, then people just see, okay, which one, what worked, and yeah. we'll just, that's it, yeah, we'll yeah, imitate whatever works, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's also what's really cool with all these smart contracts. So somebody comes out with this new model and says like, oh, this, this voting escrow, it's a pretty cool concept. Now everybody's doing it, right? Now everybody's going and just copying this thing and trying the same out for them. And then there's going to be in a couple of months time, there'll be someone who created a version two of that. That's even better, right? And then they'll go on with that. And with shares that you can't, there's just hmm. this regulated system that says, okay, you got to do an IPO and an IPO costs you like a ton of money to do. And you need all these like legal experts and you got to register and whatnot. And it takes you a lot of time to innovate and get up to get up to speed with that. But here they just, they just go do stuff, try out stuff. A lot of them fail, but in a lot of cases, there's so much innovation happening and yeah. not just on like the technology on how to do blockchains, but like, I mean, like all these DAOs, I I get a feeling there's so many of them reinventing the way we work, you know, like this whole future of work topic that we talked about, reinventing how to govern and what works and what not. Like it, it's that's what's really cool. That's what's yeah. that's what's happening, right? There's thousands of DAOs and thousands of people thinking through what actually should be done. And with a democracy, you can't really try new stuff. <laughs> Or even within corporations, right? There's probably very specific rules on who's on the board and who has what rights to say what and how how things work, right? There's not really a lot of space for innovation. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I think and access and access to let let's say capital is what in a capitalistic system, capital is what allows things to get done, right? Mm-hmm. Um so say now we we have the tokenomics style and we want to ipo this thing to get capital it's like how's that ever going to happen right yeah okay. <laughs> like okay i have to jump through this hoop and i have to get that much and then i have to raise this much uh, you know and la, 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 la. yeah and, and then on the other hand we could go hey let's launch let's tokenize ourselves and yeah. let's go yeah. right yeah yeah and that's it and then and then we have that capital Maybe, you know, it's not going to be as much as if we were on the New York Stock Exchange. But the point is, 
that barrier of entry is so much lower for us to now continue to experiment and iterate, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We could just go and try stuff. It won't take us four years to do so. You can pretty much just spin it up and go for it. And the admin load, imagine the admin load we'd have to take on oh, to become God. like a publicly yeah. listed company, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why everybody says this is so expensive to do, right? The admin load of spinning up a smart contract to launch a token, quite low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we... should we try to wrap up? Yeah, I think this, yeah, I like the ending. I think we uh, kind of, you know, on the tangent, going on a tangent podcast, we uh, found back to where we wanted to go or where we started. That's good. Is that even mathematically possible that a tangent can bring us back? Don't we just know. did the impossible, man. Yeah, again. Cool. So um, I don't know how to do these plugs. Um, we need Lovis. Lovis, it's time for you to move, go back to Germany. So we'll have yeah. time zone overlap. So yeah, anyway, um, I'll try. Go for uh, it. Yeah. If you like this, um, of course, we'd like you to subscribe and follow. We've also are discussing a lot of things like that, or like these things on our Discord. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. And um, yeah, we'd love to you, love for you to come by, say hi, maybe join our community and join in on these this discussions, right? And if there's anyone you'd like to see on the podcast, we'd also really open for that kind of feedback. And yeah, hope you listen in next time. Thanks for listening. This podcast was not financial or tax advice. This channel is strictly educational and is not investment advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any assets or to make any financial decisions. This video is not tax advice. Talk to your accountant, do your own research. None of this is legal advice. This podcast is strictly educational. Talk to your lawyer.